Okay, you got it? Yeah, uh, so... G... 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 Jai. Jai Deeg. Oh, yeah. Okay, um... Jai Deeg. Okay, okay, good, yep, yep. All right, five seconds. Four, three... Hello, welcome to Stax Radio uh, with your host, G. Dig. Oh, you stupid fuck! Stax Radio with G. Dig. Dig. Yes, well, good day, streaks, geeks, and absolute freaks. I'm your host of the Stax Hour. This is Jai Dig with the Stax Radio Hour. We've got a massive show planned this week. The Squatch is back! The Squatch is back, so we're going to get the Squatch's uh, retro radio straight up. And uh, we've got some uh, massive things happening this week. Look, riots happening everywhere in America as I speak. And of course, our man is on the ground in the States. And that is our man, Kenny Singh. Uh, I dare say someone's going to phone in. And of course, we've got uh, the band in focus this week. And because I'm a tosser, it's my band, Kabashi! Massive show coming up this weekend at the new Baltimore, and uh, that is, of course, at the Merriwa Tavern, which is now the 6030, which is now the, the Baltimore. The music room is called the Baltimore there. We've got Electric State, Apple Bite, Commander Panda, and, of course, Kibashi uh, to finish the show off and uh, make it an absolute killer show. So make sure you get down there this weekend because uh, not many places have got live music happening right now. And it looks like it's all going ahead. Great news, we can have 100 people in a venue. So Mr. Kelvin Whitwell, if you can hear me, son, let's rock and roll, let's get these things happening. And it's all back to uh, all back to uh, full steam ahead in a couple of weeks' time as well. So uh, 100 now, before you know it, we'll be filling venues like you would not believe. Let's kick the show off with the Squat and his retro radio. Welcome to Retrospective Radio with the Squatch. That's right, get set everybody, we are on our way back, back back to where we always love to go, back to when it was always good, always sunny, or at least that's what my memory is of those times. It is your favourite big, fat, hairy man, Beast the Squatch, back with you again with another episode of Retro Radio, and this week we are going back to the year that the Euro came into circulation, that the gaming console du jour and the gaming console of the day was the Sega Dreamcast. We're going back to a time when Napster came into being. Remember Napster? Really opened the door to all sorts of weird and wonderful things you could download really, 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 really slowly. But it was great. Thanks, Metallica. We are going back to the time when you could play Snake on your indestructible, bulletproof and probably nuclear-proof Nokia 3210, where you could buy hours on the internet. $50 for 50-hour blocks, if I remember paying correctly. Remember this sound? We are going back to a year where some men did a bad, bad thing. They did a bad, bad thing. These guys did a bad, bad thing indeed when they decided to use a disused bank vault in a beautiful little place called Snowtown. Just north of Adelaide, an hour and a half, two hours, going to show that once again, uh, serial killers. South Australia has the best ones. Very, very ingenious. Proud of my home. And uh, we're going back to a year that Barbie turned 40. So what year are we going to this week, Prince? That's right, it's 1999 on the Squatchers Retro Radio. 
So after looking at all those things we were doing and seeing in that year, what we were watching on TV, well, first and foremost, it was the 40th anniversary and unfortunately the final year for this bloke. <laughs> And speaking of kids' shows, who remembers when High Five was around? Yes, they came in 1999, and I'm sure, uh, like me, quite a few blokes would spend many, many hours watching, obviously not the highly educational programming, but the beautiful girls that were dancing around and singing on those kids' shows. And speaking of other kids' shows, was that a clue? Whose clues? Blue's Clues also debuted in 1999. One of the biggest commercial successes, literally, as a commercial, was the old Hilux ad. They don't make them like they used to. Who remembers this one? Bugger. Bugger me. Bugger. Ooh, bugger. And also, locally, it was the last year when it going to uh, completely ignore the silly reboots, but it was the last year that an Australian institution of Hey Hey It's Saturday would be with us. As far as international treats though from the TV stations we got in 1999, we had young Charlie from the Mighty Ducks who'd grown up into a fine young man hanging out some sort of creek or something, I don't know, I never watched the show. Speaking of shows I never watched, Sex and the City also debuted in 1999, but we also got this family coming to our screens for the first time. It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. But where are those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely? So as far as movies in 1999, what were we feasting on? Well, how can we go past the biggest movie of the year, the billion-dollar-making Phantom Menace? Whether you liked it or hated it, it was huge, and it was disappointing. And speaking of disappointing, The Matrix came out in 1999. Now, that wasn't disappointing, but the two ones that came after it were. Really, really weird stuff, and I've also heard that there's another one being made, so we'll have to keep an eye open for that one. The Sixth Sense, with its famous plot twist, was also released that year, and uh, I might have been the only person who didn't see that coming, but I'm, I'm sort of glad I wasn't. The Mummy, Brendan Fraser. Whatever happened to that guy? Brendan Fraser starred in The Mummy with the beautiful Rachel Weisz, and uh, South Park leapt from the TV to the big screen with bigger, longer, uncut, and lost the best song at the Grammys, this song. To Phil Collins, which is possibly why they ripped on him in a future episode. American Pie joined us that year. Starts with this fantastic bit of music. We learnt the beauty and the power of viral marketing when the Blair Witch Project was released with a, a, a minuscule budget and made millions and millions. And uh, whether you liked it or hated it, I thought it was a good psychological movie and I've never been camping since, so it's done something, right? Uh, Arlington Road. Fantastic, possibly underrated, unknown movie to a point. Tim Robbins... Uh, Jeff Bridges, really good thriller, well worth watching. And as far as movies worth watching, one of the best parodies I've ever seen, it's still a cracker today, Bowfinger, Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy, really rips on the Hollywood and movie industries, well worth it, check it out. And one more movie that really shone that year was this sequel. This groovy guy was at it again. Anyway, that's enough about TV and movies and culture and games and toys and whatever else we were doing. We're here for the important stuff. We're looking at the music of 1999 and some big things happened that year. Most importantly, of course, would be the rejoining of Bruce Dickinson and Adrian Smith to Iron Maiden. We thank God for that. And you can credit God's opposite number with this guy, Gary Glitter, being thrown in jail for being an absolute dirtbag. 
As far as the actual music itself, well, there was only one song that really topped the charts that year more than anything else, and that goes to show once again that the 90s was the decade of one-hit wonders smashing it out the park. Remember this one. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really don't want to Good luck getting that one out of your head. Now, as we look at the further songs that charted in 1999, we see a real pattern here of uh, syrupy, sugary, sweet, bubblegum, pop garbage of people we just don't hear about anymore. Who's heard of uh, Five lately? S Club 7, Venga Boys, Sixpence None the Richer, uh, Backstreet Boys, yeah, yeah, they're still around a bit. Um... I have no idea who half these people are. You know what? I'm actually kind of glad about that. But we did have some good music also in 1999. It's just a bit harder, perhaps, to find, to dig through it and find out what it all is and was. And don't forget, this is my opinion. This is all subjective. Uh, but I'm right, as I always told my wife. So what do we have in 1999? It wasn't Britney one more time and Backstreet and TLC and all that stuff. Good songs, 1999, Smash Mouth. Hey now, you're an all-star, get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star, get the show on, get paid. Live before Ed Kowalczyk went weird and became a pretentious tool. And as we started to really scale the heights of new metal, corn started to get freaky. The Foo Fighters not only gave us a cracker of a tune, but also gave us one of the best and funniest music videos uh, ever. Learn to Fly, an absolute perler, Jack Black, Kyle Gass, Tenacious D, how could they go wrong with that? Shania Twain was really big in 1999. And yes, I feel like a Shania, even to this day. The offspring were riding the waves of success with Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Why don't you get a job? In fact, Americana, I will say, is one of the great pop punk albums ever. Santana came back again because he was making really good music, including this song with the bloke from Matchbox 20. And if you remember the Mitsubishi Magnarads from that time, this song got really, really popular. So what were we listening to that was homegrown in 1999? We had a bit of a mixed bag again as usual, starting off with Madison Avenue with this one. And uh, Shane Coates, if you're listening, you can call me baby anytime you wish. Silverchair was still making great songs. We had Anna's song and this one as well with another really, really good music video. That's right, that's Anthem for the year 2000. We had Savage Garden coming out with some more 
look, I don't really think they did as well as their first album, but they were still making some good hits. And Killing Heidi swept the Arias that year, particularly due to this song, Weird. We hear Taxi Ride at the start. They were doing really, really well in 1999. They were on the upward path. And they're one of those bands, again, that probably could have and should have been bigger. Great music, great songs, great singing, great harmonies. Had everything together, but just never really reached their full peak, I think. And as far as people never really being appreciated as much as they should be, Vanessa Amorosi, 1999. of a voice. She's got a tremendous voice. We're also gifted in 1999 with this beautiful song from The Living End about progress. of a trip through 1999 what do you remember do you have memories of it i certainly do it was the last year of the decade it was the last year of the century and it was the last year of the millennium and i still remember to this day people panicking and worrying and stressing out that come the stroke of midnight into 2000 the whole world was going to collapse on itself in some big black digital hole and we'd all have to go back to banging rocks together to survive do you have any memories of 1999 Until next time, this is The Squatch signing off saying keep living in the past because it really was so much better then.
Are we going to get sorted with this phone thing going on, mate, or what? Yeah, but... Hello? It's the Emperor. Who? The Emperor. Come join the dark side. Join the what? I feel the anger within you. I'm, I'm pretty cool, dude, but are you that guy that looks like two butt cheeks being squeezed together for a forehead? Unless you want a fistful of metachlorians shoved up your ass and let free, I suggest you treat me with more respect. Now, the reason I am ringing in is because I heard that there is a benefit concert for Patrick the Lama. Oh, really? Not you two. Don't tell what. Who have you been talking... Emperor, how does how what have you been talking to Jesse Ventura or or uh, Ozzy Osbourne or or even Arnold Schwarzenegger? I mean, how do you know about this? And mate, you're the Emperor of the Galaxy. I mean, the ruler of the dark side, the Sith Lord. Why would you even bother wanting to get on the bill for this uh, benefit concert for Patrick the Lama? I don't even have. A band. I am a stand-up comedian and I want to get a break. So the Sith Lord of the Galaxy is a stand-up comic. All right then, uh, Emperor, mate. Uh, Give us a joke. Uh, Why did Luke Skywalker cross the road? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, mate. To get to the dark side. Oh, God. (laughs) Emperor, I hope you got better than that, mate. Oh, yes, I have much more. (laughs) Why did Chewbacca get arrested? (laughs) Because he was the founder of Wookiee Leaks. (laughs) Oh, my God, that is terrible. Please don't tell me anymore, but I know you're going to for some reason. Yes, I am going to tell more. (laughs) Uh, uh, How do the Jedi open a PDF? Adobe One Kenobi. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, join the dark side. No, I, mate, didn't you, like, die, like, years ago? And, you know, I thought you were dead. Uh, well, your jokes are definitely empty. dead. Mate, come on, seriously, you want to actually yes. be a comedian yes. at this concert or festival benefit yes. thing for Patrick the Lama? Yes, I do. Yes, I want to be the MC and drop my dangers. Like this one, for example. An Ewok strolls into a bar and says to the bartender, I'll have a whiskey and... and soda. And the bartender says, Sure thing. But why the little pause? <laughs> uh, don't know, said the Ewok. I've had them all my life. <laughs> oh, well. Well, all right, look, just give us one more and then we're going to have to end this conversation. I don't want to put any of my three listeners through this anymore. Uh, they don't deserve to go through this. They really don't. Ah, uh, yes, 
that's when I'll finish with my absolute clincher. <laughs> okay, uh, why is Yoda such a good gardener? Because he has a green thumb. <laughs> Come on, join the dark side. Feel your anger and cross over. And together we can rule the galaxy. Listening to Stax Radio, the home of Stax of Radio. Yes, hello, Kenny Singh here, and I am on the streets of Perth once again. And you would not believe it, but uh, riots have broken out everywhere in protest. Of course, these riots are co-aligned with what's going on in the United of the States. And of course, there is uh, absolute bedlam going on over there at the moment, right across the east and west boards. And of course, it's, uh, it's telegraphed over here into the streets of Perth. And we're starting to find that uh, people are going absolutely crazy. It is uh, something that uh, I never thought I'd see on the streets of Western Australia. And of course, with the COVID-19 lockdown, uh, the dangers present themselves like you wouldn't believe. Uh, yes, as you can see, uh, I'm just going to go up and ask some people on the street what is going on. I'm just sitting there on my iPod. It's just so frustrating. I want to be in Florida getting a tan on my back. Yes, well, young man, I uh, totally agree with you. And, uh, of course, I have your friend here. Uh, excuse me, young man, can you tell me what is going on? Probably I've never been on live television before, but... Apparently, sometimes I don't watch the sh- I don't watch the news because I'm a kid, and apparently every time, apparently Grandpa just gives me a remote after we watch the Powerball. Yes, well, I uh, see. Uh, this is actually just a radio program. Uh, no, but what do you think of what's happening in the world right now? The crises that are developing. Is there anything that uh, that, that affects you being such a young fellow? Because apparently you're spinning around and apparently every time you get dizzy. And is that from the people that are crowding around right now? And and is it bothering you? Are you feeling kind of agitated or even scared? Never, ever been on live television. I never, ever be on live television. Yes, uh, well, it's not television, but uh, look, you just got evacuated and the fire uh, crew helped you out. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, and apparently I only went down the super slide. When I went down the water, I was scared half to death. Oh, really? You were scared half to death? Yes. I just freak out. Yes, we seem to have uh, fire, uh, firefighters and, and some police cars starting to approach us now. And excuse me, sir, can you tell me a little bit about uh, what, what you're seeing? The whistles go woo. When you want to woo-woo, it's that woo-woo. Yes, and you, sir, you seem to be uh, rather relaxed sitting there eating your uh, fast food. I meet my McDonald's. I uh, come outside. I see this girl going nuts trying to get out of her house. So I go on the porch. I go on the porch, and she says, help me get out. I've been, I'm, I've been in here a long time. And like I say, my neighbor, uh, you, you got, you got the, some big testicles to pull this off, bro, because we see this dude every day. I mean, every day. I've been here a year. Okay. You see where I'm coming from? Right. I barbecue with, with this dude. We eat ribs and, and whatnot and listen to salsa music. You see where I'm coming from? Uh, not really, sir. I actually don't understand a thing that you're talking about. And, and the guy next to you keeps staring up at a tree. To me, it looks like a leprechaun to me. All you got to do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun and say yeah? yeah! And you, sir, you said you're from my home country. Uh, you're sitting here enjoying a meal with these people, but... What is it that you're eating, and, and how can you do it at a time like this? I mean, what are you eating? Uh, just just my fish. I'll have it with a rice cake. 8 o'clock in the morning, I'll have fish and a rice cake. At 10 o'clock, I'll have fish. At 12 o'clock, I'll have fish and a rice cake. At 2 o'clock, I'll have fish. At 
four o'clock, I'll have fish and a rice cake. I'll have me fish. Uh, I'll come home, have some more fish with a rice cake, and then have some fish before I go to bed. And then that's it for the that's it for the day. Good God, son! What are you? Are you a seal? Look, I, I'm absolutely fed up with these interviews. I'm heading home. Bugger Perth and Bugger Stacks Radio. Go get stuffed, Kenny Singh. Stacks Radio out. Yes, Kenny, I can imagine, mate, that it's pretty tough doing your job. I'd hate to be you, son, but, uh, mate, you're out there doing a cracking job. Don't give it up. We really need you to do what you do because you bring the news to the people and uh, you seem to have your finger on the pulse the whole time. Well, we're going to have a look. Uh, The COVID-19 thing is still happening, although it's nearly done, and there are still COVID-19 songs being written out there. So uh, I've scoured the internet once again, and I've pulled out this banger from the internet in regards to the COVID-19 epidemic that we're going through right now. So without further ado, the Holderness family with Quarantine is not quite over. Creepy dream from a movie scene All day at home with my family can't see anyone Put on pants, get the mail, turn around Maybe go on a run See a friend dive away on the ground I never shower in quarantine It's bad hygiene And now I've taken up gardening Who have I become? Put on pants, get the mail, turn around The people getting restless And now just on the news They've cancelled all the rest of school And we've run out of puzzles And new shows to stream But we got nothing left to do But we gotta make it through Hey, the quarantine is not quite over What if I can't go out and see everyone Until 2021 I can't see anyone Until 2021 For 40 days and for 40 nights We've been in this room And we can't stand the same meal plan Chicken again on the edge, on the verge, breaking down, yeah. We've given up most nights and just microwave these bagel bites. Bagel bites! We used to be better parents, oh, two months ago. They show us homework and we would help, we would try hard. Now we give up and go watch Die Hard. Everybody tells me, be careful what you do. Don't go around breaking all the rules. And I know that it's important, and we gotta stay at home. But I'm feeling so alone, I'm like a dog without a bone. Hey, the quarantine is not quite over. When can I go back out and see everyone? Will it be 2021? Yes, and that was the Holderness family with Quarantine is not quite over. Neither to the song. <laughs> yeah, they've got a heap of stuff actually on YouTube. Go check it out, the Holderness family. Uh, a heap of funny stuff there. Now we're going to dive into the vault to close out the show. And we're going to go part two of Kieran Shields. Uh, Kieran Shields, of course, played with my good friend Peter Ranzulo. And mate, just conversing with this guy was quite cool. So, uh... Let's listen to a bit more uh, of From the Vault and Mr. Kieran Shields. Ah. With it in your hand. Oh, yep. So you can run all day with it on your stick. Yep. So it depends on how skillful you are and how good you are at that. You can run the length of the field. And when you were playing, what, what was your position? Were you in the Full floor? back. Yeah. Actually, I progressed later on. 
into into the forwards, I actually realised that I was pretty good at it. But I spent my whole life as a kid playing um, full back. And is the ball quite hard, like a cricket ball? It's not as hard as a cricket ball, yep. but it's it's hard. Yeah. yeah, not as so, hard as cricket ball. So if you get whacked in the head, you still feel it. You feel it. You <laughs> feel it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's right. it's um it's bound twine inside it like really, really, really tight with a with a leather. Ah, oh, yeah. Finish on it. Yeah, similar. So for I guess the difference between that cricket ball inside the cricket ball, you got to you start with a piece of cork. Yeah, I I'm, I'm pretty sure we start with a piece of cork as well. Then yeah. bind it, yeah. and then the leather over the top and the stitching and the yeah. Yeah, right. Interesting. So it'd have to be wonderful. Yeah. A, a cricket ball is is much harder. Yeah. Mm. Probably less twine. But you don't want to get a, a slitter, it's called. Yep. You don't want to get one of those in the face. No. <laughs> They're now it's compulsory to wear helmets anyway. Oh, really? Not back in my day. Yeah. 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 I suppose with this day and age of insurances and all the bullshit. Yeah. You just look after someone when they've had their head knocked off. You know? Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it wasn't a huge problem because no. you spent years learning how to perfect your defensive skills, I guess, as well as, don't get me wrong, people got hurt for not wearing helmets and there's probably less people getting hurt now because of helmets. Yeah. But it wasn't a huge problem. If you get a few stitches, you, you get up and you get on with it. Um, but serious injuries, they weren't a big problem. And although it's sort of, did you, was there ever a cross-continental game? Did you ever take on the lacrosse guys and sort of no. mould a game? We do you know, a like moulded game. With the, was with, it international with, rules where they take yeah, Australian rules? Yeah. And no, we never. They're, they're, not, they're not that close. Yeah. They're not even that close. Yeah, right. Um, Scotland have one. Oh, okay. And we do a crossover with them. Yep. It just seems to be a Gaelic thing. Um, we play them every year. In a crossover. Huge? Is it massive? Uh, it could be bigger. Yeah? I quite like it, but, um, yeah, it's not big news. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so, it's interesting hearing about um, just little daily things. I mean, we all get a, an idea of what a country's like, and we can Google everything, but it, to hear someone actually talk about it that's been there yeah. and done that, you know. I could talk cool. about it. I could talk about it all day, you know. I do love it. I yep. love home. I do love home. Yeah. But I love here too. Yeah. I'm living here and this is where I want my kids to grow up. What's the best place you've seen in WA? Which is which is the number? Give me your top three. Oh. Your top three, like, and we're talking location, so. You yeah. see, there's, there'd be different reasons because I've worked in different places and then I've holidayed in different places. Mm. I really, really like Broom. Yep. And I'll never forget that song, Broom Time. And sometime I look it up. And I don't get your version, Joy. But, uh, and it just brings me back there from that time. And I guess... I've never recorded it. I need to no, record it. Yeah. yeah, we did a... It just brings me back to that tour. That's the only time I was up there. But what fun did we have up there? Oh, it was a good tour. It was no one's business. <laughs> I still... And... Just to digress for a minute, we... Uh, so the story is, is that uh, the Renzillo Project were formed and we're doing a, a WA tour and... Pete asked me, he said, look, we need someone to do a bit of an opening act and then um, look at, we need hand with sound and plus we could do, a, we could just, you know, you're interested in coming. And I said, oh, I'd love to. Now, the only regret I've got of that tour is that I sold a boat that I had to buy that van. Um, to Didn't go, know that. To go, yeah, I, I sold and I had a, a cracking boat and I kind of, I miss that boat to this day because I haven't been allowed to buy another one since I married my wife who can't stand the ocean. <laughs> But the problem was I had a boat and no car, so how was I going to get it to the water? doesn't matter. <laughs> so, you got friends who have a car. Had a beautiful boat. But anyway, um, so I sold that and I bought the van, which was great because I decked it out uh, with my rape dungeon, I think you boys called it. It was basically a cage to protect the uh, the guitars from getting stolen. The only one getting raped in you know? was you, I think. <laughs> so, uh, And you were the only one in there. Yeah, so I'd, I'd, they'd, they'd go sleep in the... Wherever they were staying, and no. I often stay in the yeah. in the van. But which is it was a cracker tour, and I I didn't really know Kieran, and I didn't know James that well. I knew Mike a little bit, and uh, so it was a good chance to um, get away. And if you look online, there is something where we're all together on the first night. Yeah, and I believe Pete's made a 
He's made a travel video, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he made it back then. Yeah, I'll yeah, have to. F- I don't even know what it's called. No, nah, I'd have to try and find it. And but, but the, it had all those scenes from that Irish pub and all. I'll, I'll well. link it. I'll awesome link mates. it if you want to find it. I will find the video and I'll put it on the the Stacks Podcast Facebook page and I will link that video to it. So we did Copperhead. You did Copperhead Road that night. Yeah, we sat there and played. Like, I think the longest version of Copperhead Road in history, uh, but uh, probably the most awesome version. It was. It was an absolute cracker Co- cover just, version. Yeah, just sat down and played played that song and that was just it was just that kind of set the tone for that tour and geez there were some funny moments on that tour for me the that the whole condom thing with uh, the dark horse that was so good <laughs> that that was I, so I didn't good. have a clue yeah I thought you would be the the wisest person to that <laughs> I walked in I was the one that came out went uh, fellas I think we've got a dark horse here or the dog you remember the dog <laughs> fuckers yeah not the, the dog on the way home when yeah. I was when we were sleeping inside in your mate's place and you left the dog in in the morning. Oh, yeah. And I was asleep. I forgot about that. Oh. Okay, so we're, we've stopped at um, Northampton on the way back and Reg and Shazza own a, a, like a retreat and I'll, we used to use it when I was a tour guide. So I called in and said, oh, we're coming through and that, you know. Like they, I think they said 20 bucks to stay or something for the lot of us. And, mm. and then when I went to give it to them, they wouldn't take it. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so we've stayed in these cabins and uh, they had a little pup and I didn't know. I've accidentally locked the pup. It was inside. Or he was wild. <laughs> We'd had a big night the night before. Kieran's snoozing, and what was the dog? What, you tell the story. The dog come up, and it was like a terrier. No, you you no. left him in. You no. left him into the room. A well, fox terrier. Like um, yeah, a terrier. I don't know. A fox terrier. Yeah. yeah. And he was wild. He was he'd running everywhere. He'd be jumping up on everybody, and we're like, hey, go away. But in the morning, you left him into the room. And closed the door. Oh no, you didn't close the door, but you made sure. And he jumped up in the bed. I was still asleep. And uh, you know, in Australia, it could be anything. <laughs> it frightened the shit out of me. I jumped out of my clear out of my skin. Yeah. What did you jump up and start licking your face, and then you were just yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a moment where uh, Salve uh, de Crescito. He uh, it was driving up. On the uh, on the tour, and he'd fall asleep, and it was about forty degrees at some of the places we started to hit, and mm. he wouldn't he would not wind down the window. And my aircon had packed it in; it was blowing <laughs> hot air, and I'm just going, "Got to put down the window." Sal's like, "No, no, no! Can you leave? Can you leave the window up?" And I'm just thinking, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And I turned around at the end of the day, and I just said, just jokingly, "Is it because you don't want to mess up your hair?" And and he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> and I thought he was taking the piss. <laughs> And then I said to him about five minutes later, are you, are you serious about the hair? And he goes, yeah. Yeah, he goes, I don't want to get that wind hair where my hair looks stupid. So we've got to sit in this car with fucking salve. 40 degrees. 40, 40, 45 degrees by the time you've sort of got glass and all that sitting behind it because he doesn't want to mess up his he's, hair. <laughs> he's another man that I've been meaning to catch up with. Is he gone yet? He's still around? Um He's, I think he's back in Perth at the moment. He's in Perth. At he's the moment, always doing he, something along the music He's looking. Scene, he's yeah. looking to go back to. He's LA. one of the best drummers I've ever seen, oh. and doesn't want to play him. Wants to front a band, and uh, that's he's that's day, understandable he's too. Group, he but does. he does well at that too. Yeah. Mm. So, but every time he's got a gig on, I'm away. Yeah. That's just how it's been rolling. No, we need to put together a uh, a night where we all all catch up. But I think that was on the card soon too. Mike was talking about that. Yeah. No. Well, it's got to be, but. See, everybody's always got something. Yeah, Christmas. It's hard. Christmas, no excuses. I, I could be working. We work around you. You're the only one that's doing that shift, so. Yeah. I ain't making a movie. Ah, uh, he's he's fine. We'll get, we'll get all of him. I was meant to be in that. I felt I let him down. I talked to him afterwards about it. It was just my work. My work caught me out. It was only a small part, but I was I was so looking forward to it. I, I wanted to give it a go. But, um, I'm sure there'll be many more. Yeah, I'm I'm in the middle of writing a, a film called The Riff, which I'd love for him to direct it. Oh wow. What's, yeah, so, what's it about? Is it a secret? Um I'll show you I'll show you a bit of it like oh, oh, actually cool. the wife's taking the computer with all the it's all on it. Oh, okay. She's taking the laptop. But I can tell you about it. Yeah, basically it's about a uh, a guy who sells his soul to the devil. Um who Led Zeppelin. gives him the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sells his soul to the devil and he gives him a riff. And it makes girls like, <laughs> right? So he plays it and the girls just go, 
and that's the Beatles had it, and yep. the other bands. That's why they all used to scream and carry on. Mm. They weren't screaming like in delirium because they'd seen rock stars. They're all like the whole thousands in the crowd were having simultaneous orgasms. So that's what the riff does to the girl. So he sells this thing to him, and then but what happens is he he meets a girl who's a um, and he starts to to learn that he can have any woman he's he wants. And then the whole thing of the story is he meets a girl that doesn't work on. Mm. And she doesn't like him and he thinks there's something special about this girl. So he actually has to get her by being himself, not being able to perform this Is it a, black, is it a comedy? Yeah, black comedy? Very, very much a comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of – it's got that sort of Adam Sandler type, um, Zucker Brothers type humour about it but mm. but with a story. And then – but that also ties into how you've only got to the age of 27 to – if you sell your soul to the devil, then you only you can only live to twenty seven, because he's got your soul. I think it's a ten year deal, is it? Really? Well, if you're seventeen, it's a ten year deal. But yeah. if you're tw- he was twenty three at the time, yeah. So he's only got you know he's only got um, four years, yeah. And he realizes that. Hang on a minute. All the people that have got the riff, all died at twenty seven. Mm. The twenty seven club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Therefore, I have to try and reverse it. And he figures out a way, and I'm going to say it because, you know, we've got four listeners, but uh, <laughs> Hi. He, he, he learns it. <laughs> and I'm li- one of them. <laughs> by, listening, by listening to Polka, it re- can reverse the spell. Okay. Polka. Of all things. Of all things. Yeah, that's, that's, that's um, it's an interesting subject. <laughs> it's, it's kind of... It's got a really good, interesting hook, but then it's got stupidity all around it. No, but the the real idea behind that whole selling your soul to the devil and that, uh, like, Led Zeppelin and the Beatles did it. and They touched on it in the Pick of Destiny, didn't they? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting. Well, I don't believe in the devil for one, so, as I said, devil is greed. He's yeah. not. He's not a being. Yeah. And that's my belief, but... Yeah, the music industry is a weird place. Yeah, it's... Uh, if you get into the, the nuts and bolts of... And I think to to get to a point where you are a superstar, I think would be one of the loneliest places to be. Would you give it a go? No. Done? No. I, I'm, I love the fact that I've tasted touring and I've seen what glam bands do behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I've got to do a little bit of that. And the fact that I can control my music and I've got this place. Yeah. Having this place has really answered all my, uh, well, it's kind of, it's, it's taken away all my wants and needs because I've got everything I need right here. I, I, for me, performing in front of thousands of people, I've done it a couple of times mm. in my life where there's been, you know, 15, 20,000 people yeah. out in front of us and um, as a support with other bands and it's been great. So I got to do that and see what it was like. But when we came backstage, we were just the support group. Um, but then I seen how people were with the – no one was real. But here's the thing what I'm trying to say. No one was real to the people – they were real with us because we we're the support group. Yeah. All the people around, surround the managers, the 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 tech crew, the um, the even the the guys getting people from A to B in a van. You know mm. what I mean? Like they were they were real to us, and they're just oh, hey man, how you going? Yeah, good. Oh, it's good. But then as soon as the stars walk through, they become somebody else. And I right think on. to be surrounded with by people that aren't themselves would be it's no way to be. It would be horrible. Is that normal? I th- yeah, it is in the industry. Like, are you are you in some sort of um, control if you're like an independent artist? I think the closest to somebody who's super famous and in control of it would be someone like John Butler, who has his own independent label. Oh, big time! Mm. But has the ability to perform, and people want him throughout the world. But he does it on his terms. Mm. Um, when he wants to not tour, he doesn't tour. Yeah. So. The big record groups, when they say you've got to do this and the, and they pressure it. Now the thing is, people do shut down and they take drugs to get away from it and all that kind of. But you have executives in, poking people in the ribs, going, "Come on, come on, come on! Yeah, do, 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 produce, produce." Well, that's it. And I was thinking, and that's, like, they're the people you see flip out and do the drugs because 
to have that all the time. You just if want you're to get independent away from and you're good enough, you get away from that. Yes, yeah. But that's you've got to be something really special to be an independent artist and to make it because the only way of making it really, really like generally for ninety nine percent of the population, music population, is through those monsters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for a lot of people. And usually it's the people but see when the thing is that's when they come after you. Mm. Uh, no, you go chasing them. Uh, yeah. You chase them initially. Yeah, initially you chase them and then, then you know, like I I played in a band years ago called A Bone of Contention and we were a really talented group mm. and we had the Sony guys hovering around wanting to sign and and all that kind of stuff. And and you would just be tempted to just snap well, it. Well, back then I was like, dudes, we should do it. I'll well, just do whatever they want us to do. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was Sevy that sort of said, no, I own the music, I don't want to sell it. And you, and you know, were thinking he was crazy. We all thought he was mad. And looking back now. But looking like, back now, it was the smartest thing he could have done. Mm. Even though he didn't make it, but then he can, he's got, he's, he's found his place. He loves surfing and going out and doing things. And he's, he's a sort of guy who's, who's married now and got a young child. And like if he blew up, yeah. he could never go anywhere ever again without encountering people that – it's nice to walk down the street and no one knows who you are. Like, you know what I mean? People kind of want what they don't have and people sort of think, oh, it'd be nice to walk down the street and everyone would go, oh, hey, man, how you going? Oh, you're that guy or such and such. But I'm pretty sure once you get to that point or if you're – like imagine Taylor Swift, like, walking down the street, she's just going to be mobbed. Or you get to that point where no matter where you go or what you do, like if you're a Michael Jackson, you've got cameras and, you know, your life isn't yours anymore. You know, so that's yeah. It's t- it's it's a tough one, and yeah, I guess. But even if you're independent and go huge, like I'm sure John Butler, to a degree, and he's the one I said I think's done it. But he he would still travel around the world in a lot of places. And people go, oh, wow, that's John Butler. He lives in Margaret River. Yeah, and yeah. I bet he doesn't get mobbed walking around Margaret River. No, and that's why he loves living there. Yeah, he said that in a recent interview. On, uh, he came on the... Um, Do you think he'd get mobbed other places? I think he's one of those... Like, I, I love fucking... John East Butter Coast, Trio, I know. He, right? he, yeah, East Coast, he would. We went to see him recently down in... Um, playing solo down in... Where's that place where he's from? Is it Pinjara? Pinjara, yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. But I think then... He's one of those guys you could pass on the street and you wouldn't know him. Yes, yeah. Even though he's got such a huge presence on stage. Yeah. He could get away with it. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I don't know if that's coming across right. It's where stages work too because they give a false perception of people's size. Yeah. Like he's up there and you're looking at him and you think, well, oh, that's because then you're he walks past up. you and he's like this five foot six guy. You know? That's because you're looking up. Yeah. 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 And you, you don't think because you, in your mind you think he's a six foot five mm. god. Yeah. Music god. You know, yeah, it's interesting. I think all all bands give that perception to people who w- watching them in a concert. Yeah, yeah, because they're ten foot up before you start. True. We're out on the street today to ask what the public think of Stax Radio. Uh, excuse me, sir. Can you? One point five meters, dickhead. Oh, yeah, it's the phone. Yeah, Kev. Yeah. Yeah, mate, are you able to get... No, Gav. Gavin. Yeah, mate. Gavin. Yeah, the, the phone's ringing. Uh, hello? Yes, the king Who? of swing. Uh, Joe Exotic. Yeah, Joe. How are you, mate? I was just thinking about you today. Uh, well, listen, I heard the news. Yeah, that Carol goddamn bass. Yeah, mate, yeah, no, it's not good at all. No, it's not good, no. Shit house, really? Well, yeah, it's pretty shit house. So it's all gone? Gone. Everything? Everything is gone. Oh, wow. Carol goddamn Baskin. Yeah. She won the court case and now the whole goddamn zoo is hers. She well, won? I know, she well, took the lot. God, she can have it. It's a good thing that I've got my country music. Yeah, I well. I can sing my country music and I'll make a 
millions to land, and maybe I was gonna sell my body on the street. But, Bubba really? Bubba said that the only way I'd probably make any money is if I sell my body per kilo. Well, well yeah. you know very well that we don't have kilos here in the United of the S of the States of, of the, the A. Of, of the A. Goddamn yep. riots going on everywhere. It's it, a goddamn bedlam here, man. It is crazy, mate. Now, I know you're in the hole at the moment, but is there any riots going on around yeah. you at the moment, uh, Mr. Exotic? Well, it's going off like a frog in a sock here, uh, Giants. It's really wild. But yep. I guess it's inspiring because it's really helped me to write some more tunes ready for the benefit concert. Well, that's good. Uh, Patrick, uh, I, heard, I heard that you got a little llama down there yep. that needs a little bit of love. And you know me, I'm all about love. I got twice the love. Most people, that's why I can handle twice the man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, uh, mate, yeah, there is that. Looks like it's going ahead. I mean, I've had Arnold ring me. I've had even Ozzy Osbourne has called in saying yeah. he wants to chip in. And uh, I don't know if you heard the phone call earlier, but uh, the Emperor of the Galaxy phoned in and uh, he wants to do a bit of a stand up segment. Holy so, shit. Joe, it looks like it's all on, Holy mate. Uh, look, is there any chance of you busting out? Have you got any ideas? Yeah, I'm a big Star Wars fan, man. I always thought that guy was an asshole. What you say he does? He stand-up comedian or he, something like yep. that? God damn it. You're so full of shit. No. You're going to tell me that the Emperor of the Galaxy rang up and he's going to drop a few fucking lines and make hey. people laugh and do a bit of that stand-up comedy? Yeah, well, apparently he's got some... Did you hear some of them before? They were absolute bangers, actually. You know... Secretly, I, I was making out there pretty bad, but I must admit I had a bit of a laugh. Yeah. Uh, not quite as much of a laugh as when I watched your life story there, Joe, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. mate, uh, look, before we yeah, wrap it up, is up. there anything that you want to say about these riots before we go? Because it seems to be the hot topic right now. We even had riots this week in Australia. Yeah, well, I'd just like to say... Uh, uh, I hope they're thinking of me like when they're riding too because of that goddamn Carol Baskin. God damn it! Now you got me angry. God damn it, Carol Baskin! I hate that woman. God damn it! God damn Yes, well, that's it for Stacks this week. It's been a very interesting week. Can't believe we still had the Emperor from the Galaxy ring up and uh, drop a few corkers. Uh, we also got to speak then to Joey Exotic, and, of course, we had uh, our man on the ground, Kenny Singh, uh, looking at the riots there in Perth. And, uh, yeah, we listened to a song by, uh, I know, my band, Kabashi. So, uh, look, big gig coming up this weekend. We're playing with uh, a band called Electric State, which we've heard on the program. We've also uh, heard from Applebyte. They're going to be on the bill. And a band called Commander Panda. So three bands that I've featured last week are on the bill with us playing this weekend at the very new Baltimore, 36 Baltimore Road, uh, Meriwa, uh, otherwise known as 6030. So get on down. First gig in Australia back. We're the first gig back in Australia and it's all happening at the 6030. Just remember too that we've got a comedy club that's just opened up up there so um, every uh, fortnight we have some comedy at the 6030 or you can look up details if you get on Stalkbook. Look up the Full Contact Comedy Club for details. Thank you very much. I'm your host Jai Deeg. It's been emotional. Goodbye now. Mate, just read the script. It's written there in black and white. It's not that hard. Uh, it just doesn't feel natural. Okay, it's simple, all right? Jai D, host of Stax Radio, bringing you the best of all the artists in town, their backstories, their music, the lot. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't feel... Just say the fucking thing. Um, Jai D, the host of Stax Radio... Bringing you all the artists' uh, stories it's, it's, it's and. written there. What's your problem? I, I don't like it. Oh fuck this! I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this idiot anymore. I can't even bring a fucking thing. Uh, uh, Jai D, host of Stacks Radio, bringing you all the artists and their great stories and their music, all in one place. Uh, check it out. <laughs>